When it comes to managing stress, we've all heard about tips for managing your time and tips for managing your energy. We've also heard about managing your finances when it comes to keeping stress at bay. But one thing I don't really hear us talking about is managing your space. Yes, you heard me correctly. I said managing your space, so your surroundings, your environment. And in this episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'm going to be sharing with you why it's important for you to manage your space if you want to keep your stress levels down. And also one big tip that you can use going forward to help you do so. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Hi, it's Dr. Yoandi here. Welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. And I'm sure we can all agree that when it comes to managing stress, things like the physical effort of watching what you eat, exercising, sleep, staying hydrated, watching the information that comes into your mind, what you expose yourself to, all of those things are tips that we've heard over and over again speaking to a therapist, going for a massage, self-care, you know, all of those things are really important. We've talked about managing your energy and making sure that you are doing relaxation techniques and spending time with loved ones, visiting friends, doing the things that you love. All of those things are super important when it comes to managing stress. But one thing I don't hear a lot of people talking about that I have personally found to be super, super, super important when it comes to my personal stress management is managing your space. What does your physical environment look like? What does it feel like? And so today I'm going to be sharing with you why it's so important to consider space management when it comes to managing stress. And I'm going to be so bold to say that if your space isn't managed properly, you can try to do everything else, but it's going to be very, very difficult for you to optimize your sleep and optimize your nutrition and optimize your exercise and all of those things, even your finances, if your physical environment isn't set up to support you on all of that. So the first reason why it's so important for us to learn how to manage our space and be on top of that is our brains, the source of the thoughts that drive our stress, our brains really much prefer to have open space and to see and experience open space. When there are things everywhere, whether it be papers or books or clothes, shoes, makeup, Studies have actually shown that that raises our stress hormone levels. So cortisol, the stress hormone in our bodies, goes up when we're surrounded by stuff, when there's stuff everywhere, where there's a perception of disorder and chaos, right? It really raises our stress hormone levels. And this is why you might notice that whenever you walk into a room, 
and there's things everywhere. I'm sure you've had the experience where maybe you went out for a few hours and you come home and maybe you have kids. And when you get home, there are toys, there are crayons, the kitchen is upside down, the bread is open, the fridge isn't closed, the freezer is beeping because someone <laughs> forgot to close the freezer. There's open peanut butter and jam everywhere. Everywhere is just upside down. And you walk in, maybe you just had a nice massage and all of a sudden the effects of the massage has disappeared because now that relaxation is being replaced with anger and frustration and tension and you start to feel your heart racing and you're really trying hard not to scream at anybody, <laughs> anybody who's been there. When you walk into a place where there's so much clutter and there's perceived chaos, it raises our stress hormones. And when our stress hormones go up, our physiology changes such that your heart starts to race. Your body actually goes into fight or flight mode, causing you to feel stressed and overwhelmed and angry. Sometimes what happens is that to prevent our brains from going overwhelmed, we shut down. And what happens is that we start to ignore the clutter. So instead of paying attention to it, we filter it out. We ignore it. And this is why you might know people who can walk back and forth a bunch of toys on the floor and not even pick them up because their brains have literally filtered out the clutter altogether. So my first point is that our brains love to have open space and anything that is perceived as chaos actually causes us to feel overwhelmed because it triggers the stress hormone which then triggers emotions of anger and frustration. Now, the second reason why managing our space is so important when it comes to stress is that when your space is managed properly, it allows you to set yourself up to create habits and systems and processes because you know where everything is. When it's time to make dinner, you know where your utensils are. When it is time to exercise, you know where your clothes and your shoes and your equipment are. When it's time to leave the house, you know where everybody's hats and gloves and keys are. It's almost like you can operate somewhat on autopilot as you put things away, as you pull things out. You're not spending extra energy trying to find things and figure out where things are. So for example, today, actually just this morning, I was taking my kids to school. I was dropping them off. and we have a box in the living room where their shoes go and then another box in the living room where their hats, their gloves, and their jackets go. So this morning, after I had given them their breakfast, I was getting ready and I told them, wear your jackets, wear your hats, wear your neck warmers, and then we'll go. And I deliberately like to put things where they can reach because it minimizes my involvement. So for example, their cups, their plates, their cutlery is all in lower drawers so that they can reach them and they can put them back as we're offloading the dishwasher. I don't have to be involved. When they need water, they can reach the cups. When they need straws, they know where the straws are. Things are not out of reach for them. So for their jackets, for example, I put them in a box in the living room because if I were to take them to our hallway closet, I would have to be the one to go and get it down for them and help them out when it's time to get dressed. Whereas there's other things I could be doing with that time. So I leave it in the living room in a box so it's contained, it's neat. They know exactly where everything is when it's time to get ready for school in the morning or to go out of the house for that matter. 
So as we were getting ready, my son said he can't find his hat and he can't find his neck warmer. And so I came down, I looked in the box. I was like, there's nowhere else really that this hat and these gloves could be. He probably left it in school. He probably didn't bring it home from school yesterday when my husband went to pick them up. And sure enough, I didn't have to spend too much time looking. Is it in the room? Is it in the drawer? Is it under the bed? (laughs) Is it in the washroom? Is it the kitchen? Is it in the basement? No, because we have a system. Things are on autopilot. When they come home, they bring their jackets up. They put their hats, their neck warmers, their jackets in one box and their shoes in another box. So this morning I wasn't stressed because I was like, well, if it's not in the box, it's either in the car. If it's not in the car, it's probably at school. And sure enough, it was at school in his cubby. So I give you that example to show that when things have a place and when you manage your space, it makes it so much easier to automate your systems at home. It makes it so much easier to create new habits. And when things are autopilot, the fact that you are not expending energy thinking about where is this thing? Where could it be? Where did I put it last? That limits your stress. The more that you can put things on autopilot, the more that you can automate systems in your house, the less involved you have to be, the less stress you're going to put on yourself. And this is something that I've found to be so true in my life, in my home, and in my household. So the third point that I want to share is that there's something about giving things away that you're not using anymore. So when you are in the process of decluttering, decongesting your space, and you're donating your items, or you're giving them away to somebody else who's going to use it, there's something so gratifying about that. It's a nice feeling to know that something that was just sitting, maybe gathering dust in your closet or in your kitchen, and you're now donating it or giving it away to someone who's going to use it, there's something nice about that idea where really things were just wasting away in the corner of your house, not being put to good use. You spend money on these things and you're not using them. So why not give it away to someone else that will actually put these items to use? Generosity does something to us when we know that we are acting from a place of kindness, when we've made a difference in somebody else's life when we put a smile on someone's face. And even if you're taking these things to a donation center, for example, just knowing that those things are going to find a home somewhere else should make you feel good. Definitely better than looking at the thing every day and it's causing you frustration because you're like, oh my goodness, I spent so much money on this thing and I'm not even using it. Might as well just remove it from your line of vision and pass it on to someone else who will actually use it instead of the items taking up valuable real estate in your home. Which leads me to my next point, is that when you clear your space of things that you're not using, you create space in your home for other opportunities when you're managing what you currently have properly. So let me give you an example. We've made a habit in our home to decongest our space. So our bedrooms, bathrooms, our kitchen. I only try to keep what I need per time and maybe a few extras, but nothing excessive. Everything else ends up going to the basement. 
But what ended up happening in the basement was that there was so much stuff that needed to be donated. We weren't using them anymore. So baby clothes, baby shoes, old shoes that I wasn't wearing anymore, old clothes that I wasn't wearing anymore. So many different things, a whole bunch of boxes with old pillows and all sorts of things, nursing items and all sorts of things. And so over the past year or so, we've been gradually clearing out the basement. But at the end of the year, we really pushed to donate and give away as much as we could to really decongest the basement. And once we did that, because one of my goals, one of my primary goal for this year is to get back into my health and fitness. And when we cleared the basement, I started to see my future home gym (laughs) and where I could actually make space for that. So right now I have a corner in the basement where I have my weights, where I have a small table, I have my exercise mat, and I go there. I've been going there four times a week. This is week two now. I've been going there four times a week to exercise because now I have the space for it. Whereas before it was in the living room or in the office and it just never really worked out well that way. So now that we have created room in the basement for that, there's opportunity to then really work on my fitness goals, my health and wellness goals, because we've created the space for that. That was my fourth point. My fifth point about really managing your space is that when you manage your space proactively, you actually spend less time cleaning and tidying up. So when things are easy to put away because you're not struggling with a whole bunch of containers, trying to put the covers away and everything is falling out of the closet or everything is falling out of the kitchen cupboard, the Tupperware and all of that, when things are neatly arranged or when they are arranged in a way that's convenient for you to access, it's easy for you to put it back. And when it's easy for you to put it back, you're not having to deal with a whole bunch of stuff at the end of the evening that you're struggling to put away. Yeah, when you make things easy to put away, it really cuts back on your tidying time. When you have toys, for example, when every toy has a location, whether it's in a bin or a toy box, if it's easy to put away, it really cuts down the time, the tidying up time that's required at the end of the day when the kids are done playing with it. And they can even do it themselves because once again, it's easy. When there isn't too much stuff on your countertops, your kitchen countertops, for example, it makes it really easy to wipe down at the end of the day, a couple of seconds and you're done. So when you manage your space in a way that makes it easy for you to pick things up and easy for you to put things away and there's more open space, You're spending less time on a Saturday morning. You're not then trying to do everything in the span of six hours. You're cleaning up as you go and you're tidying up as you go. And you don't have an overwhelming amount of stuff that needs to be put away because you've managed your stress appropriately. Okay. And so these are the things that I really wanted to share with you today. I want you to think about this solution. And this is a solution that I have found to work for me over the years which is making decongesting and decluttering a habitual part of your routine. You might want to decide that, okay, today I'm going to pick the hallway closet and I'm going to remove all the old makeup and all the old shampoos and all the old items, broken appliances, whatever that might be. I'm going to get rid of that, either donate them or throw them away 
because they're just taking up valuable real estate in our home. Or maybe it's your pots and pans. Maybe there is one pot that you only use for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Put that in the basement. That doesn't need to be taking up valuable real estate in your kitchen. You can put it in the basement and when you need it, then you bring it out or put it in the storage. Whenever you need it, then you bring it out. Really start to think practically, what do I need in this space? And is everything else just excess? And if it's excess, consider putting it away or donating it. And if you're like, well, I'm not really sure whether I want to throw this out or if I want to donate it, you might want to have a box that you label just in case, right? Just in case I need this, you know, that's your just in case box. And you still move that just in case box out of sight into the basement, for example, that's where it was for us. And if after a year passes, you're not needing any of those things in those in that just in case box, then give it all away. Give it all away because again, it's taking up valuable real estate in your home and it's preventing you from expanding the real estate in your home to be used for other opportunities, like for me, working out. Because yes, yeah, say you have a rolling pin that you're like, one day, one day I'm going to start baking and you put it in the just-in-case box, a whole year goes by, please donate the, donate the pin, give it away, give the rolling pin away because let's just accept that baking <laughs> is not in your near future. And even if it is, just spend another $5 buying the rolling pin instead of it causing you frustration every time you look at it. You feel guilty, you feel bad about yourself, you ask yourself, why can't you get things together? This hobby of, it's just a reminder, it's just another reminder of the things that you haven't yet done. And so I really hope you found this episode helpful. I hope it's given you some ideas on how you can start managing your space in order to manage stress. And to end this episode with a quote, this quote says, you cannot organize clutter. You cannot organize clutter. And so if one of your goals this year is to get organized in your office and your home, remember that the first step is to decongest and to declutter, and then you can take things from there. Until next time, remember I am here fiercely advocating for your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.